this is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the Comrade Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash comrade. That's specialchronicles.com slash comrade. We thank Comrade for the generous support of Special Chronicles. This episode 286 is brought to you by listeners like you. Please help support us at Special Chronicles with your tax-deductible donation today to help us continue our mission of giving respect and voice to people with special needs. Please go to specialchronicles.com slash given. That's specialchronicles.com slash given, and we thank you for your generous support of Special Chronicles. This week on Special Chronicles, we are joined by a friend, Weena, co-author of the book, The Code to Be Kind, and founder of The Out of Compassion, which is putting kindness is coming up right now on specialchronicles.com. I shudder thinking how the world can be so cruel I lend my voice to those who can't It's time we try, it's time we care, it's time we stand It starts with a voice You're listening to the Special Chronicles show. This is the show where we're podcasting disability stories from an insider's perspective, and we are giving a voice to people with special needs. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Special Chronicles show. Daniel, your host and founder of Special Chronicles, so good to be back behind the mic and joining us on the program today is a fun... uh, um, Weena. Weena is a full-time preschool teacher. She's a photographer and an entrepreneur who was born with cranial facial abnormalities that fall under cranial facial syndrome. Uh, um, Weena developed the Out of Compassion to spread kindness on the world through giving talks and, work- and workshops. Weena recently co-authored the children's book, The Courage to Be Kind, Will You Be Sam or uh, Ellie, and here she is on the Special Chronicles show to talk about her work of encouraging you to be kind. Welcome to um, Special Chronicles, Vina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And so let's, uh, for, I'm sure a lot of our listeners may have um, heard about you, but we first got connected, uh, I believe about exactly a year ago, April 2017, when, uh, with our, uh, our mutual friend Katie, um, um, just got the founder of Changing the Face of Beauty, and uh, you were featured on the on the Face My Beauty um, couch series uh, in April, the month after I was featured in Mouse. Mm-hmm. And so, and then um, Diane Compton, one of my former teachers from high school, and and her daughter Erin, uh, we also got connected through. Diane as well. So lots of <laughs> lots of various connections. But for any new listeners, why don't you in- introduce yourself to our um, listeners or viewers? Sure. Um, my name is Rena. Um, I am a full time preschool teacher. I teach three year olds, and when I'm not in the classroom, I'm out promoting kindness and inclusion and teaching others that being different is okay and what to do when you see someone who looks different. So I've spoken at schools and community centers and organizations and have volunteered my time with other organizations that are like-minded and have a similar message. And like you mentioned, I co-authored a book just about that. Awesome. 
Well, to give our listeners a uh, tease to this um, Changing Face of Beauty video, I'm going to try to, all our radio, audio listeners can hear this, uh, and I'll try to show it up for all of our viewers as well, and I'll just give them just a small taste of it, and then we'll put the link in the show notes on specialchronicles.com where people can go watch the video, even though it's an year old. I think a lot of the... Uh, a, a, a lot of the uh, uh, couch series videos from Trading the Physic Beauty can still be related today. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's uh, take, let's see if I can try to hold up the iPad screen here. Hi, my name is Rena. I'm a preschool teacher and a published author, and I'm changing the face of beauty. It didn't really occurred to me until about two years ago when I started speaking about my own differences that I really noticed that there was a clear lack of someone who looked like me and I never saw something that really related to what I had gone through in my life and so when I go to these stores I want to feel like I'm valued and respected. For so I'm, I'm going to stop that there just a brief 30 seconds. <laughs> what? Just a sneak peek. Yeah, just a sneak peek. Uh, so hopefully that will entice the listeners of viewers to go watch that. Uh, and I shared it uh, again on, on the Special Chronicles uh, page uh, earlier this week. But uh, I need to talk a, l- a little bit about that experience on the on the Changing the Faces of Beauty Couch series. Because um, uh, for myself, with, with uh, um, learning d- disabilities and like for those of us with either disabilities or differences in the media and, and advertising don't really see that much representation um, t- today. But let me t- talk a little bit about, about your experience on, on that. Sure. Um, when I was approached by Katie to do this, um, I was very much, you know, overjoyed to do it. And not only to share my story, but really share my hopes for the future of advertising. I've always been a fan of what Change of the Face of Beauty has done. Um, I think it's so important to show value not only in person, but in media and advertising for all people who have all differences. And so when you're shopping in a store, to really see yourself represented and know that the greater society values you as beautiful in whatever way that you see that is, um, was important to me. And so I met a lot of people through that couch series, yeah. um, and a lot of great things have come from that, and so it was a great experience to be able to do that. Yeah, ab- absolutely, and 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 what Change in the Face of Beauty is is doing here is important. Though I think I want to, I forgot when the when the um, global baby was um, they they had someone with Down. Syndrome. I, 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 I want to say that was within the past few months. So it was pretty recent, but that those stunned to be more advertising and media representation today. Uh, let's maybe switch gears now. T- talking a little about your work as a, a as a full time preschool teacher. Did this motivate you to uh, um, co-author this book and to and to develop the out of Compassion, or maybe talk a little bit about the um, backstory for the Out of Compassion in your um, book here. 
So the art of compassion actually started um, when I was in college, and I was doing photography as my major, and um, I found that photography was a great way for myself um, to express my own story and share the beauty that is all differences and um, kind of use that as a self-expression. And when I started doing that, I found that sharing my story was really important to myself and other people. Um, and I met some great people through um, the art exhibition that I did and trying to find people for the exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of was a pivotal moment where I started the art of compassion. I never really thought I would write a book. It yeah. was never on my radar to even be an author. Yeah. Um, but my friend Jenny, who was the other co-author, she had approached me um, about two and a half, I want to say two and a half years ago, when she had heard that I was speaking at schools and she was following all the stuff that I was doing on Facebook. And she, as a mother and as, an, as a teacher of a second grade classroom, she had run into, um, into challenges of when her children noticed people who look different or act differently or sound different, when they, when they see them and their questions are asked, what should she do? And so she brought up the idea of writing a book about it. And since I had been a pre, I'd been teaching preschool for several years already, and I had the experience of um, sort of, you know, touching the surface of differences with three-year-olds, I thought it would be a great idea to collaborate both of our passions and include photography and facts for teachers and parents and really help facilitate the conversation of what do you do when you see someone who doesn't quite look like you or doesn't fit you know, inside a box, which yeah. nobody fits inside a box. Yeah. But, um, and so, yeah, I think since that has happened, my whole um, teaching dynamic has shifted and kindness has always been a part of my life and has always been a part of my teaching. Mm-hmm. But now it's really become um, like a pillar in my educational realm. Like I always, inst- you know, instill kindness in everything we do and talk about differences in every aspect of our daily conversation. Um, so yeah, it definitely had an yeah. impact. Yeah. Neat. And, and, and did some of the, the photography that you have in the um, book, did you, um, did, did some of the photography that you did in college kind of um, come about when you, when you put the book together? So none of my photography that I took is in the book. Oh. Um, all the pictures that we put in the book were from families or friends or people that we've met along the way through Facebook groups and um, people that just wanted to be involved in the project. Um, they put their, they basically put their faith in us and gave us permission to use their child's picture um, in the hopes of just spreading this message and, you know, using their part of their story as a teaching tool Um I didn't really want my own story to really be involved in the book because I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted yeah. it to be about all differences and all people. And so I included my own story in the author section, um, but I didn't really want to include the photography I took or any pictures of myself because I didn't think it was necessary. Yeah. So going back to when you were in college and you talked about this um, exhibit that you had, uh, had put together, for your um, photography, can you, can you talk a little bit about 
ab- uh, about that and the response uh, that that either on campus or or, mm-hmm. or other people in the community had, had have told you. So I the way that I did this exhibition was that I had three different people that I photographed, and I photographed three different parts of them. Um, the one one person that I photographed was a good friend, Mary-Kate, um, who I had met only a year prior to that, and she's a little girl with um, Apert syndrome, and I had never met someone with Apert syndrome, even though it's part of the craniofacial family. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that I, something different that I had never seen before and someone who I could really relate to and I wanted to help tell her story. And so she was one person that was in the exhibition. Another friend of mine had, um, was born with um, pigmentation differences. And so hers was more birthmarks and skin differences. Um, And the third person I photographed was a friend that I was in college with who was born without, um, without limbs on his arms. So his mm-hmm. arms stopped at his elbows and his, he had no lower legs mm-hmm. and he was in art classes with me and he did everything that anyone could have ever done. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to showcase their abilities and that they are beautiful in their own way. Um, and so the way I did that was I, took a picture of them, their whole body image, and then I isolated certain parts of their body that made them unique and different. So whether that was the way their hands were because of their, the way they were born or a limb difference or a birthmark. Um, and I didn't put their name on it and I didn't put anything about them. And the way I did it was I just put a quote about differences under each set. And so when people came over, they had lots of questions to ask. And I happened to have had two out of three of the photographed people in the room or in the vicinity. And so when they asked, you know, how does he, you know, do art if he has no arms, I would say he's actually over there and you can go ask him. Or, you know, how does her birthmarks affect her in any way? I could say, you know, you can go ask her. And they were just part of the group. They were talking and communicating and advocating for themselves. And so, I think it was great for them to be able to have a voice, but also have the ability to have people ask them questions in a kind way. Um, And that kind of was the um, starting point of opening up this idea about how this was before wonder, I think even came out. So this was like, this was just a new way for me, I think to have dealt with when I was younger, having people want to know things and not know how to ask or not know how to, address, you know, their curiosity. Um, and so people just kind of walked up and they left comments in a book that I had and said how wonderful it was and how they had never, you know, they would never have, have looked at a photograph that way um, had this not been available to them. Neat, neat. Uh, I want to remind our listeners and viewers that our guest is uh, Amwina, the author of The Code to Be Kind and founder of Out of compassion uh it's moving on to kind of back kind of fast forward again to to um to you know uh um, um book here can you talk a little bit about the the um, um format of of how you uh 
how how you and your um, co-author ha- had formatted the um, um, book and mm-hmm. and and kind of a, 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 about um, a, about about how like how did you come up with uh, the different the disabilities or, or differences and 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 um, formatting the uh, characters and. So the way we wanted to format the book was we, there's two main characters, Sam and Ellie, and in every scenario, there's seven scenarios, and in every scenario they meet someone with a disability or difference, Um, and they both have an opportunity to interact with that person in a different way. So um, Ellie doesn't always know the best ways to address the person or interact with that person, and Sam is a little bit kinder and... um, more gentle with his words and more compassionate. And the way that we set it up was almost like a comic strip. So there's, um, a, the, the scene is set in the middle part of the, of the page. Mm-hmm. And then on the top page there, on the top of the page, there's one long scenario with Ellie. And on the bottom, there's one long scenario with Sam. And so you get to see the different ways that they interact and have a conversation about which way was kind and which way wasn't kind. And, you know, um, how would you react or how would you take that scenario? Um, and then at the end of each scenario, there's an image or two, there's actually two images on each page of a real person with that difference. Because I always say when I talk to kids is that, um, you know, we're not characters in a book and we're real people. And so I don't want them going out into the world and seeing someone who looks different and not being able to, um, relate the book to what they're seeing in real life. And so um, we have two images of real people and facts for teachers or educators or parents to read so that they're able to explain what that disability is in their own discretion. Um, Mm -hmm. But that kind of stimulates more conversation. And when I read the book to, actually when I read the book to my preschoolers, Mm -hmm. um, I did this maybe two or three months ago, we read through the whole book, and every day we did another scenario. Um, and at the end of the week, two kids were sitting at a table, and they were. And one said, um, "Ellie's really mean," and the other kid said, "She's not mean." And they're three years old, so yeah. they they understand a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but the other child said, "Ellie's not mean. She just doesn't know the right things to do." And so that was a great teachable moment for them that you know a bully is not always a mean person. They just are doing mean things because they don't know a better way to go about their actions or they're learning. There's everyone's still learning how to be kind. Mm-hmm. And so this is a great example that at the very end of the book, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. People are going to read yeah. it. But at the end of the book, Ellie sort of learns a lesson about being kind. I mean, we wouldn't be able to write a book if there was no lesson. Right. Yeah. So at the end of the book, Ellie gets, you know, a teachable lesson about, how she's behaving and how she's acting, and how that impacts people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that you're able to show through this book and create understanding for for um, young kids and 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 as they go older, then they'll get a, a better understanding and appreciation mm-hmm. and, and and respect for people of all differences and and. Uh, um, disabilities, uh, is 
for each of the characters, did did you base the characters on someone, or or is it um, with 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 how you drew each character? Is it is it based on someone? Or? Every character um, was based on a difference that we either um, could relate to, like someone we had we either knew. Um, or have come in contact with. And we really wanted to base all the characters that we talked about. Um, we wanted to be more physical or physical um, characteristics yeah. than um, cognitive because there's a lot of books on um, autism spectrum disorder or Down syndrome yeah. or um, things that you see on a day-to-day basis, whereas you don't see a lot of books on Tourette's yeah. or on um, Apert syndrome for sure, yeah. um, spina bifida. So these were things that you may you know, meet someone who has this difference. And so we really wanted to address those needs um, and fill a gap where we could, not, we could not find a book that especially didn't have real images in there. Um, a lot of books are characterized. Um, and this was something new that we had never seen before. And that's been the biggest feedback is that this is something that the you know, parents have never seen before. Yeah. So it, have you heard of uh, a, a, a good response from not, not just parents and educators, but also um, self-advocates and, and, and the, and either folks that, that you have featured in the book or, or other people that have these um um, um, differences and what's been Absolutely. their response? Um, before we even sent out the book for publishing for the final draft, mm-hmm. um, we sent all the families that had children in the book um, a copy, a PDF copy. And we wanted to make sure that they they were okay with everything we put in there and all everything we wrote um, and made sure that we did the best we could to um, really support the needs that they had um and from them we've had a great response but also from you know people who run organizations they just want more and more copies and i Mm -hmm. so far have not met anyone i'm sure it'll come about at some point but i've not had any negative feedback on the book which i think was a big fear of ours neat so so um uh, do you, do, with, with being and, and posting videos and, and being on, online, there can always be that, um, negative, uh, there can always be people who could post negative comments and, and it, what, what's a good tip maybe for, uh, for young people if, if they're sharing their story on, online and, and, what what could be a, a good tip that you have found through through um, sharing your story? I think I mean I thankfully um, so far uh, I'm having I have another video being posted um, sometime in the next few weeks um, from uh, special books by special kids yeah. and I'm a little bit hesitant because I know I I know what I said and I'm. Yeah proud of what I said, and I'm proud of the video that I was part of, um, as I am everything I post, otherwise I wouldn't post it, yeah. but um, 
I've not yet come in contact with any comments um, on social media that have been um, negative. And I don't know if that's a testament to my confidence or if that's just, you know, the luck of the draw that I haven't been in contact with anybody yet that has been negative. Yeah. Um, I have had my fair share of negative comments yeah. over the years. And I think in the social media world, it's a lot easier to know, to not realize that there's someone behind the screen. Um, and so when people are commenting, they don't realize that someone's actually reading those posts. Yeah. Um, they probably think that it's going through a filter or it's going through, you know, a, you know, a junk mail, but it's really someone's reading those things. Yeah. Um, and I think that if you're confident enough to put yourself out there, you just kind of have to be prepared for feedback of any kind and know that you're doing this for a greater purpose and you're sharing your story to help other people and to really, it's, it's a therapy for yourself to share your own story. So I think mm-hmm. that has, will hopefully help me if I ever run into those situations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found a similar thing through the past 10 years of, of, um, podcasting and, 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 and that just by, putting your story out there, then people can have gained a better understanding and, and, and a, a appreciation for whatever disability or difference that you may have. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a song by, um, um, an um, artist that I listened to called, uh, Tom Chapin. It's, um, called, uh, um, Common Ground. And it maybe w- w- when I read your book and preparing for time together today, uh, it, remind me of this um i for i'm, I'm going to try to put it at the end of the audio podcast just because video and copyright and all that <laughs> don't 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 want to play the full song now um so i'll leave that for our um, listeners can <laughs> can uh stay tuned to the audio podcast to hear this uh this uh this, this song but it, it, it's it, i thought that the message is is weighty uh, is really um, apical to 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 what we're talking about um, today. Uh, and uh, once again, our guest on the Special Chronicles program is is Amina, the founder of Out of Compassion and and the co-author of The Courage to Be Kind. Uh, you mentioned the movie um, A Wonder that came out um, in uh, in Theodore's uh, last year, and I, be- I believe it just came out in DVD within the past month or two uh any, um comment on this book and and and, and the title character uh, of um augie in um this movie uh what did you uh kind of share some of your thoughts on 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 this movie wonder and um when i read the book i read it a few times um and i absolutely loved it and my mom actually read it first, and she said, you have to read this book. It's, it's so much like our story, and you'll really love it. You'll cry. You'll laugh. It's a great book. Um, and I read it, and I think I read it in like a day and a half, um, which is not like me because I don't read very quickly. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I read it, and right after I read it, uh, an a article came out in the Tribune. I think it was the Tribune about Mary-Kate and her mom, Carrie. Um, and from that point, we had become very good friends because they related to the book too. Um, and Carrie had been speaking about Apert syndrome and Mary Kate's story in different schools. And I had 
I had really learned from her about sharing your story and, you know, spreading awareness and being okay with, with spreading compassion to other people and kindness in a way that's different. Um, and after I, when I found out the movie was coming out, I was a little bit hesitant because mm -hmm. I could, I didn't know how they'd be able to translate such a wonderful book into um, a movie, but backtrack a little bit because, um, so Carrie started this Choose Kind campaign in Beverly, Chicago. And when she did that, they, um, the city had the author of Wonder come in. And she had met with um, different cranial facial families. I think there were about 15 of us. Mm -hmm. And meeting her was so eye-opening because aside from the fact that she is just like anybody else, um, she wrote a book about people like us and was able to capture that in such a way um, was pretty remarkable. And, and we got to hear a little bit about why she wrote the book and um, what her motivation was and um so anyway so when I went to go see the movie I was a little bit hesitant but I really loved the way that they did translate the book into film um and I really was able to relate even more to the relationship between Augie and his mom and you know find similarities between his story and my story awesome awesome uh so uh I I it, it seems like that there's been a, a positive response from the book and then the, the movie. And I, th I think there's even been a few um, news pieces as well. I, th I think on a uh, one time the movie was released on, on ABC and, and uh, it, it, what kind of share some of your thoughts on, on the choose kind uh, message from this uh from this movie uh, and how it relates to your um, be kind um, uh, message mm. in your uh, book and, and, and through your out of compassion. Well, in the movie um, or in the book, I should say the message is when given the, when given the choice between re being right and being kind, choose kind. Um, and I always found that a little bit ironic because when given the choice between right or being kind to uh, you, you're right. If you choose kind anytime. Yeah. Um, and so I think I love the message of choosing kind and, um, choosing to take the more, the, the more difficult road sometimes to be kind, um, and have the courage. So I actually, when we wrote the book and we titled it, the courage to be kind, we didn't really think about, we love the title and it, made sense because it fit exactly what we were trying to portray. Mm -hmm. But we didn't really think about the title as the courage to be kind and how valuable that is. And when I spoke at a school a few months ago, I think it was last summer even, um, one of the teachers said, what does it mean to have courage? And that was like, that sparked a new level of my presentations and conversation. But it really does take courage to be kind in many ways you know, for the person who is having the kindness done onto them and the person that is, that is being kind, mm -hmm. um, because it's not always easy and it, you might want to follow the crowd or you may lose friends if you're standing up for someone who, you know, 
who is an outcast or doesn't fit the typical mold that society says is okay. And so if you stand up for them and you are kind, you may lose friends. And is that, you know, something that you're ready to do? And so it does take courage to be kind. I think in the book Wonder and in the movie Wonder, you really saw that. You saw a lot of the characters not eventually not caring if they lost friends because they were being kind. And they noticed that once they were kind and they saw, they took away the exterior and they didn't care about, you know, what Augie looked like. They noticed that they would have been friends with him anyway because he was a cool person and a nice person and a smart person. Yeah. Um, I, I love that message. Yeah, 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 same here. And when they when they cast the, in, in the movie, when they cast the, um, character of Augie to to play someone who didn't have a facial difference. Can you maybe comment on on on, on that and and mm-hmm. should they have cast an an actor who who had a facial difference to have a, a more uh, realistic portrayal? Or do, do you think I I, I I believe his name was Jacob um uh, um Trombley, I think. So I am all for um, having people with disabilities in media. And really, um, if you're going to, you know, cast someone who who is hard of hearing, you should cast someone who's hard of hearing, if that's, if that's the part they're going to play. Yeah. In this situation, it's been a running dialogue for many, many months since the book, since the movie came out. Yeah. Um, and there have been lots of sides um, spoken about whether or not Jacob Tremblay should have been casted as the role. And when I saw the movie, he really did a great job um, playing this part. And I know, well, I've heard um, that he made a very strong effort to get to know families that had kids with Trichotillomania syndrome or craniofacial differences. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like he just read the part and played it. He really did his due diligence to get to know the kind of people that he'd be portraying. Um, I still think that it would have been, it would have been wonderful to have had someone who could really understand and relate to part. However, at that age that he was playing, I don't know if you could really expect that of someone because they're going through middle school at that time and they're going through bullying and they're going through the stairs. And I don't know if that's, really right to expect someone to be able to do that mm. granted there are plenty of actors and actresses who probably would have loved that part yeah so it's, it's kind of hard to say like i i think he played a really good i think he did a great job playing the part that he did and it didn't bother me that he once when i was seeing the movie it didn't bother me that he had you know prosthetics or um you know different things to make him look like he had that yeah. craniofacial difference but in hindsight, it would have been nice if they casted someone who had that difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm kind of on the on the mindset that that they should cast more people who, who actually have that difference. Um, but the, in kind of in relation, there's a movie called uh, A Boy Called Paul. I don't know if, if you've seen this movie about um, a single dad raising his son who has autism. And um, it and the uh, the director is John Asho, who um, his dad is a um, pretty famous um, uh, director. But he the the actor um, 
who has also been on this program, uh, uh, doesn't have autism. But the kind of the way that they, uh, the way that the story worked was in, in his imagination. He he did didn't have autism, but in real life he did. And so, kind of the way that they cast, I think it it it, it ended up um, working out well of how they didn't cast somebody with autism. But so the, the, those, I, I think it depends on like the story and 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 whether it's in a movie or old t- t- TV show. Uh, so. Moving on here, uh, so uh, uh, another uh, interesting connection here is with the Able Findle uh, nonprofit in Australia, and we're both um, I am Able uh, ambassadors uh, mm-hmm. with being connected with with um, Samo. Uh, can you maybe comment on how you got connected with? With Able Findo and 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 being in uh, being one of one hundred, I am Able ambassadors. Yeah, I um I don't even know how I found them to be honest. I think I I saw a post on Facebook or on Instagram that they um had posted, and I loved how they how they talked about children or adults with disabilities and differences in a short little sentence um, as a hashtag. And I really liked that and spreading that message in such a small way. And I really liked their overall message about um, connecting people with similar differences so that no one feels left in the dark. And, mm-hmm. you know, if a family is just starting out um, with a child with a disability, they don't feel like they, you know, don't know anybody who can relate because now they do. Um, And so I kind of reached out to Summer and somehow we started talking and we realized that we were much, we were very similar in a lot of ways and we've become very close since then. Um, And I consider her one of my very good friends. And, um, and yeah, when she asked me to be an Able Finder ambassador, I jumped on it because just like many other organizations who have a similar message or, um, are striving to convey a similar idea or, you know, try to change the world to make it more, to make it better for the greatest minority in the world. Um, any way I could do that, I was, you know, happy to help out. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and I, I think as, uh, at least here in the U S the um, disability community is the largest, Minority, but it's the least seen, and we're beginning to see a little bit more representation today. But one of the things that I love about the Able Finder is that it, it's bringing people across the globe and really connecting people, both young and people all age, and 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 all over, and really connecting people through. Through social media, through Instagram, mm-hmm. through, through Facebook, and, uh, so uh, 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 an interesting thing with, with our ten-year anniversary this year for for um, Special Chronicles with Diane Compton, we're working on a uh, video series called uh, Full Circle Inclusion: So the White and Ability to Make Dreams Come True. 
and and we highlight and of how these all connect how these connections can help to how by connecting with each other how we can bring about inclusion and 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 and, and the ability to make dreams come true and uh, i started this hashtag on on uh, on instagram and 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 and, and facebook but Maybe comment on some of your thoughts on the on the concept of full circle inclusion. Yeah, um, I mean, I think full circle inclusion is really important. And um, I was actually just talking to somebody today about what inclusion looks like and what full inclusion looks like. And there's such a range of um, of disabilities and differences in the world, and not all are visible, and not all are um, as you know, outspoken or represented as they can be. And so I think having full inclusion and being able to represent and and advocate for all people who have any form of, you know, disability or difference is really important. And I think that, that full aspect, that um, aspect of truly including all people with all abilities is so important. Yeah, abs- absolutely, and uh, so you you mentioned a little bit earlier that, that you recently guest on on the uh, on the uh, special books by uh, special kids video series, and um, I've tried to reach out to Chris a, a few times, but I'm sure he's pretty busy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but kind of share how you got connected with with this. Organization and 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 a little bit for any people who may not, any listeners or viewers who may not know what the special books by Special Kids is, kind of mm-hmm. explain. So Special Books by Special Kids is um, a social media platform where this amazing guy Chris um, and his girlfriend or fiance, I think it is now, um, go across the world really. And they interview people and their families, um, young and old, with all different kinds of disabilities, differences, um, medical challenges, um, and really share their story in these segments that they that they put on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. Um, and originally it was short clips mm-hmm. and not like two to three minute clips. And now they're doing longer um, YouTube videos of more of like in the life of. And trying to really represent um, how we all live our lives and how as much as we are different and while we have different um, different lives and different abilities, we have a lot that make us similar. Um, and so I reached out to him just out of the blue, kind of, um, I heard he was going to be in Chicago mm. and I, I messaged him on Facebook and I said, you know, I, I know this is last minute and I know this is crazy, but I wrote a book. And I do all this stuff about promoting kindness and differences. And I have a difference of my own that I would love to share. Um, would you, you know, be interested in interviewing me? And he reached out back and said, I, yes, I have a time, you know, on Tuesday at 11 o'clock. And that was right when my shift at work started. And I called my boss and I said, I can't come in. <laughs> um, I said, this is very important and I have to take it. And um, he came over and he, you know, set up a studio in my living room. And um, it was great. I mean... As, as nice as he is in the videos that he posts, he is equally as, 
you know, nice and friendly and kind and real person in real life. And I felt like it was like talking to a friend. Like it really was a great conversation. Um, and he all, you know, it started with him teaching in a special ed classroom. Um, and he really got to know his students and try to make them feel like they were, you know, as valued as they are and, um, included and get to know who they are and speak to them like people and not like, you know, little kids because we tend to do that when we are around people who have disabilities or differences. And so he really has created an incredible movement. They have about like, I think over a a billion viewers now or something like that. Um, So so it's pretty incredible and I can't wait to see mine. Awesome. Um, I'm waiting anxiously to watch it. Um, But just to have that ability to share my story and my message and, um, you know, advocate for others through that outlet too is, you know, something I couldn't pass up for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 um, neat how those all these various um, uh, um, platforms out there to get our stories out there, but also to be able to meet other people and and talk about our our, our differences and old disabilities, and, and then hopefully the uh, mainstream community can then see that and recognize that and and change their uh, mindset mm-hmm. totally yeah. so uh a- as we come to uh um, close here you want to uh, share any of your social media plugs um, um website and yeah and sure media on um so everything is um the art of compassion is on you can find it on facebook um it's art of compassion dash the courage to be kind and um so you can follow me there. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, it's Reens, R-E-E-N-S, 2688. Um, I don't really post as much on there, but really the main, the main um, social media platform I use is Facebook. And um, the website for Art of Compassion is art, letter O, compassion at, at uh, uh, dot com. Sorry. <laughs> so www.artocompassion.com. And and if folks, uh, I'm um, holding up your um, book here that 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 you had signed for Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, but if folks want to to um, pick up this copy, um, how can they uh, go and 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 is it, is it in bookstores? Is it online? So currently, it's on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com, and you can also get it on the Archway um, website, their bookstore. But really, people have been finding much luck on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. All right, awesome. And I'll make sure to include all those links in the show notes on specialchronicles.com awesome. for episode 286. I think that's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, any final thoughts on your overall time here today on 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 Special Chronicles that you want to share with our listeners or viewers? No, I, I think it was great, and it was long overdue. Yeah. <laughs> We've been trying to make this happen for quite a while, yeah. so I appreciate the time. And, you know, getting to share a little bit with your viewers and you. And I think what you're doing is great. I think it's really important to have another platform um, with a different, you know, media source to spread the important, you know, message and stories of others. So I totally am in support. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. It's nice that we're able to share these connections. Um, and if I also want to share the feedback, you can uh, 
email us feedback at specialchronicles.com or join the conversation on social media at Special Chronicles on Facebook and Instagram and at uh, Special C Podcast on Twitter. Uh, those are usually the only social media <laughs> where you <laughs> have time to <laughs> to be on. And you can leave us your um, reviews on Apple Podcasts, Ditcher, Google Play, and uh, just loan that people can uh, apparently can leave us reviews on, on our Facebook page as well. Uh, so <laughs> uh, always learning new things that people come across. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you again, um, Weena, for coming on on the on the Special Chronicles program, and and I'm looking forward to to uh, I'm staying in, in touch and, and and working together in the future. Yeah, absolutely. One final note for um, listeners and viewers: you can stay tuned to uh, uh, the um, Green Room Countdown to Special Olympics 50th Anniversary uh, coming up um, later this week. We'll hopefully have that video and audio podcast up. And in a cu- couple of weeks, uh, uh, Tim Schreiber, Chairman of Special Olympics, will be on this program. You can stay tuned. Still have to figure out all those details. Until <laughs> then, bye. Special Chronicles. Giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. We're going to include this episode with the song called Common Ground by Tom Chapin. And it's used with permission of Tom. You can go to TomChapin.com. That's TomChapin.com to purchase his music and find out more about his wonderful music. And hope you guys enjoy this song. I thought that it's pretty fitting with the conversation that you just told with a friend, Wiena, uh, founder of The Out of Compassion and co-author of the book, The Code to Be Kind. thought it's very fitting, so I hope you guys enjoy this. And once again, it's used with permission of Tom Chapin. Go to TomChapin.com for more information on purchasing Tom's music and supporting Tom. Thanks. Take care and God bless. Come in, the door is open, you are welcome here. Come in, the door is open, leave out all doubt and fear. We'll plant a seed together, and together watch it grow. And learn once more what we already know. Lift up your voice, rejoice in what we've found. Let every heart take refuge in the sound. Feel the walls around us tremble, we will surely bring them down. And find ourselves on common ground. Find ourselves on common ground This is how we celebrate Our song and dance and art This is how we touch the future How we touch a heart Tell your story to a child and they'll take it as their own. 
This is how we learn we're not alone. Lift up your voice, rejoice in what we've found. Let every heart take refuge in the sound. Feel the walls around us tremble. We will surely bring them down and find ourselves on common ground. And find ourselves on common ground. I begin to understand There are bridges we can only cross Together, hand in hand Soon we'll head on homeward Go our separate ways But these echoes will be dancing down our days Lift up your voice Rejoice in what we found. Let every heart take refuge in the sound. Feel the walls around us tremble. We will surely bring them down and find ourselves on common ground. And find. Ourselves on common ground. And uh, until next time, take care. You both. Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice. To people with special needs. Oh, wait. <laughs>